This is the Harvest Community Church Podcast with Pastor Michael Jones. And now let's join today's message, Already in Progress. So, um, this morning it's, it, we're going to veer off from talking about spiritual gifts and get into a back-to-school sermon. So if you have your Bibles, turn quickly to Judges chapter 13, the book of Judges in your, in your Bibles in the Old Testament. Uh, if your Bible opens up with a creek, that means you, you, hadn't, you hadn't been in Judges for a while. If the pages are stuck together, that means you hadn't been in the Old Testament very much. Judges is in the Old Testament, and we're going to look at chapter 13. If you don't have your Bible or an electronic device, go ahead and stand up anyhow. It should be up on the screen. Judges chapter 13, verses 1 through 8. Again the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines for forty years. Now there was a certain man from Zorah of the family of the Danites, whose name was Manoah. And his wife was barren and had no children. And the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Indeed, now you are barren and have no children, but you shall conceive and bear a son. Now therefore, please be careful not to drink wine or similar drink, and not to eat anything unclean. For behold, you shall conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come upon his head, for the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb. And he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. So the woman came and told her husband, saying, A man of God came to me, and his countenance was like the countenance of the angel of God. A very awesome, he was very awesome, but I did not ask him where he was from, and he did not tell me his name. And he said to me, Behold, you shall conceive and bear a son. Now drink no wine or similar drink, nor eat anything unclean, for the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb to the day of his death. Then Manoah prayed to the Lord and said, Oh, my Lord, please let the man of God whom you sent come to us again and teach us what we shall do for the child who will be born. Father God, we ask that you would speak to us through your word today. We ask that you would lift up the Lord Jesus high so we might see him. And in seeing him, we might believe on him. And believing on him, we might be saved. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Won't you say amen? Amen. Amen. And amen. Well, for the next few moments, I want to talk about back to school. Give them more than masks. Give them more than masks. What's the greatest thing you can give your children this school year? What is the greatest thing you can give your children this school year? Well, just to recap the story, the children of Israel in the book of Judges have these cycles of sin. 
where they will disobey God and they would be find themselves in captivity and bondage and, and they would suffer. And after suffering, they would cry out to the Lord. And when they would cry out to the Lord, the Lord would hear them and the Lord would deliver them. And then they would have a period of peace. And then after that period of peace, they would disobey the Lord again. And when they would disobey the Lord, they would find themselves in bondage. And when they found themselves in bondage, they would cry out to the Lord. The Lord would hear them and the Lord would send another judge to deliver them. Well, that is the, the, the cycle. And there are seven cycles in the book of Judges. And we find here the last cycle. And we see that the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord again. So you would think that they would, would suffer and then cry out to the Lord. It's almost as if they get so used to these cycles that on this last one they don't even cry out to the Lord. The Lord knows that they're in distress and he decides to deliver them. So they did evil in the sight of the Lord. And there's this woman. We don't know her name. All we know is that she is the wife of Manoah. And, and it says in the scripture that she was barren. She had no children. And, and the Lord comes to her and appears to her as the angel of the Lord. And gives her a precious promise about having a son. Say amen if you know that children are a promise. They are a promise. And so this child has been promised to the Lord. But the angel of the Lord meets Manoah's wife and Manoah is not there. So after the encounter, the woman runs to find her husband, tells her husband about what happens and says, this man has come. He looked like the angel of the Lord. He was very awesome. I didn't ask where he was from. He did not tell me his name. And he says that I'm going to conceive a son and that he is going to be a Nazarite. So I cannot drink anything that is strong. I cannot drink wine or beer or any alcohol. And I can't touch or eat any unclean thing. And that we're not to cut his hair. Just like the Old Testament law talks about this Nazarite vow. And so that's the context in which we find verse 8. Verse 8, it says, Manoah prayed to the Lord and said, Oh, my Lord, please let the man of God whom you set come again and teach us what we should do for the child who will be born. Just so you'll know, if you were to continue on in the chapter, that man does come back. But he appears again to Manoah's wife, and Manoah is not there. And she runs and gets her husband, brings him to the place where the man was, and Manoah interacts with him and asks him questions about the boy. And, and after they talk, they, they, they say, well, what is your name? And he says, you, 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 it's not right for you to even ask my name, seeing as though my name is wonderful. You won't even know how to, to utter it, or, or it's indescribable, it's, uh, it's, it's wonderful. And then they, they sacrifice burnt offerings, and in the burnt offering, as the smoke goes up, so does the man. He ascends miraculously. Probably one of my favorite verses and passages in the whole chapter is, is after the, the angel of the Lord uh, ascends, Manoah says, we are surely going to die. 
That was awesome. It was, this is a paraphrase, it was miraculous. It was fantastic. It, it was outstanding. We shall surely die. And it's almost as if the Lord is saying, boy, these women sure have a whole lot more sense than these men. Manoah's wife says to Manoah, honey, if we were going to die, he'd have killed us a long time ago. He'd have killed us when we interacted. He would have killed us as we know. But, but he interacted with us. He even gave us a promise about a son. He, and she had to talk him down off the ledge. No, he's not going to kill us. But right here in verse 8. Right here in verse 8 are the marching orders for parents. Right here in verse 8 are the marching orders for us as we send young people to back to school, as we send high schoolers back to school. Dare I say as we send college students and graduate students, because how many know that our parenting doesn't stop after age 18? Amen or oh me? Amen. Amen. And so these are marching orders for all parents, especially those who are going back to school. You see, Manoah and his wife faced all kinds of problems. There was the problem of the children of Israel, their people living uh, in unrighteous ways and doing evil. There was the promise of the Philistines who had had them captive for 40 years. There was the promise of her being barren. There was the problem of them not understanding when the angel came. There was the problem of, of them operating uh, with this new faith that they have to have a son. There was the problem of never having a child before and yet they have this great responsibility because there is this great uh, prophecy that is made for the son who has been born before. And so this prayer is a prayer that Manoah prays in the context of all of these problems. And what I'm telling you is that here today, we're living in the context of a lot of problems. And yet our parenting doesn't stop. Men and women, do you know that we uh, are living in the midst of, of, of kind of an unheard of pandemic that has never happened before? Yes, we've had pandemics before, but never like this. And yes, we, feel, we felt comfortable for a minute, and then here comes the Delta, Delta variant. We're living in unprecedented times. There is uncertainty. There is COVID-19 and, and the, the, the Delta variant. There is the vaccination that we thought would be foolproof. And now we're learning that it may or may not work. <laughs> there is this, this sense in which we're going back to school. As Dr. Jewell mentioned, masks or no masks. Social distancing or no social distancing. Uh, will there be another shutdown? We're, we're parenting and we're going back to school in the midst of all of these issues that we have. So our children, our youth, our, our young adults are going back to school. And we think that we find safety if we can take care of the exteriors. Well, how about we put masks on them? How about we call them to social distance from one another? How about we put up plastic barriers? How about we require that they be vaccinated, thinking that if we do all of those things, our kids will be safe, our kids will be healthy, our kids will be right, our kids will be in a context. How many know that they've got even greater problems than that? Bullying is still around. Cyberbullying is still there. 
Not feeling like you fit in is there. We've got school shootings. We, we, we've got all kinds of things happening in the classroom, both with students and teachers and those who are in administration. If I see another abuse news story, I think I'll just scream. And so don't let the masks fool you. We as parents, we as educators, we as preachers and those in the pew, we've got to give our children more than masks. We've got to give them more than masks. So you say, Pastor Mike, then what, what should we give them? And what I'm telling you is, you know what to give them. What should we give them? You already know what to give them. But I've got to preach it because many times we forget. These basic things that we've got to give our children. And I guarantee you that if you give your children these things, you will be giving them the best things. Because we've got to give them more than masks. Three things. Right here in one verse. Verse 8 of chapter 13 in the book of Judges, point number 1. We've got to give them our prayers. Give them your prayer. Notice what it says in the beginning of verse 8. It says, Then Manoah prayed to the Lord and said... He didn't, he didn't wonder and say, Well, let's go looking for the man who was here. He's around here somewhere. No, if you said he was like the, the, the angel of the Lord, then maybe the Lord sent him. Let's pray. We've got all of these issues. Let's pray. We've got all of these concerns. Let's pray. We've got all of these problems and difficulties. Let's pray. And men and women, prayer hadn't failed. It really hadn't been tried. We need to pray. And prayer is not a last resort. Many people think that prayer is a preparation for work. Newsflash, prayer is the work. And if we are not praying for our children, we're leaving them uncovered. And if we are not praying for our children as, as clergy, that is clergy malpractice. And men and women, it is so important to God that he says, unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches the city, they watch in vain. And men and women, we've got to pray. Manoah's first response was to pray. But not only that, Manoah's prayer included his wife. They didn't pray isolated. They, they had family prayer. Notice what the words are. It says, Oh my Lord, please let the man of God whom you sent to us, to us. The man of God you sent to us, us, together, me and my wife. Again, teach us, teach us that we... What we shall do for the child. And men and women, it, it, it's prayer is a team sport. And family prayer is we're praying for these children. It has to be a team sport. The challenges that our children face today absolutely require that our parents be prayer warriors. That our grandparents be prayer warriors. James 5, 16 says, The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Luke 2, 52. If you don't want to pray, there are always four areas that you can pray for your young people. You can pray for your child. Luke 2.52 says, Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature, in favor with God and with man. 
You can pray that intellectually your child grows, but not just knowledge, wisdom. That we grow in wisdom, that is having knowledge, but applying that knowledge. And making sure they're not children that know a lot of information, but children that know wisdom right from wrong. But not only that, we're to pray for their stature. You're to pray that they grow physically. Get them involved in physical things, not just PE class. Get them on that team. Get them running and jumping and doing all of those things that would cause them to grow physically. And then it says, in favor with God. Of course we want them to grow spiritually. We want them to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior and grow in Him. And then lastly, socially, in favor with God and with man. One of the things that I'm convicted of is that I need to do a better job with the young people that I'm in contact with to help them learn how to have conversations with adults. That's how you learn socially. How to not just say yes sir and no sir, although that is important. How to have a genuine conversation. And one of the great things you can do for your child is to help your child learn how to ask good questions. Just ask good questions and give eye contact. We've got to help them and we've got to pray for them in those areas. That they would grow in those areas. That they would excel in those areas. That they would go beyond what is required and be excellent in those areas. So you may say, well, Pastor Mike, i got so many problems. I don't know if I can do that. Well, my child is anxious. Well, then you need to pray. My child is fearful. You need to pray. My child is troubled. You need to pray. Well, my, my child is ADHD. What do I do? You need to pray. My child talks too much in class and is always getting in trouble. You need to pray. I'm having trouble because my child needs, has special needs. And, 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 and they're not offering the kind of services at our school that they should. You need to pray. In that case, you need to watch and pray. Now, my child needs an IEP. And some of y'all ain't know what an IEP is. But some of our, us need an IEP, an individual, individualized education plan. And I'm having trouble with my teacher because my teacher doesn't want to work on it with me. You need to pray. In every single area, we need to pray. Some of us have difficulty in our families, and you say, well, my child is missing their father. You need to pray. My father is, my, my, my child is worried about me because I'm in distress. You need to pray. Uh, my my, my uh, teacher has become a distraction, and, and, and the teacher is not giving the kind of care and attention to my child. You need to pray. It, the school isn't a good fit for my child, but I can't transfer them. You need to pray. And men and women, our child, children, need prayer warriors. Manoah prayed to the Lord, point number one. But point number two, he also, we need to give our children God's presence. Not just prayer, but His presence. God's presence. Notice the second part of the verse. Then Manoah prayed to the Lord and said, O Lord, please let the man of God whom you sent come to us again. I don't know about you, but I get in funky attitudes and the Lord, I don't sense His presence at all. And I know people around me don't sense His presence at all. A lot of times with other people, we can only agree on two things. I don't like them and they don't like me. 
we need to stay prayed up so that we can be filled up. See, it is God's presence that, that influences. It is God's presence that changes things. It is God's presence that changes the atmosphere in different places. It is God's presence that works. And as we pray, we need to pray for His presence. Listen to these verses. Exodus thirty-three fourteen says, And He said, My presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. It is God's presence. Notice this verse in Psalm 27, 8. It says, When thou said, Seek my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. The best thing you can give your children is your walk with the Lord. Let me rephrase that. The best thing that you can give your children is your fervent walk with the Lord. Your 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 vibrant walk with the Lord. Your overflowing walk with the Lord. Your your vivacious walk with the Lord. Your charismatic walk with the Lord. Your walk with God carries the presence of God and the presence of God changes things. And it may just change your attitude. And nothing else around you changes. See, it's the presence of God. Notice this verse in Jeremiah 10, 29, 13. It says, And you shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. And men and women, we got to give our children that. If we go around complaining and griping and moaning and grumbling and uh, murmuring, guess what they're going to do? They're going to do the same thing. It was like this lady who, was at, who had invited the people from the church at, uh, uh, at their house for a big prayer meeting uh, in the middle of August. And it was 105 degrees outside. And she's working, trying to get things together. You know how when church people come to your house, you want it to be spotless. You want it to look like a hotel room. And she's working and working and working. And so the people get there. And the pastor asks her to pray. And uh, she says, no, I'm not in a position to pray, but my daughter can pray, who is about nine years old. And the nine-year-old daughter says, well, mommy, I don't know what to pray. And the mommy says, well, 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 pray, pray what you heard me pray when you hear me talk to the Lord. Just pray that. And the little girl bows her head and says, Lord Jesus, why did I invite all these people on such a hot day? <laughs> so sometimes we're not in a framework. And, 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 and our children pick up that we are not in a framework. But what we need to do is to make sure that our relationship with God is important. And Psalm 1611 says this. You will show me the path of life in your presence. Is fullness of joy at your right hand are pleasures forever. Men and women, we've got to concentrate not on the exterior but on the interior so that we are filled to overflowing with joy. Wouldn't it be a wonderful thing if that little nine year old prayed, Lord, I just thank you so much that the children of God are coming to my house to pray. And we get an opportunity to fellowship with them and talk to you together in a corporate way because you are God. But she was so filled with anxiety, so filled with, with uh, uh, getting things just right that she couldn't see what God had given her. Men and women, are we like that? I know sometimes I am. You don't have to answer that. Let's move to number three.
Number one is we need to give them prayer. Number two is we need to give them God's presence. But number three is we need to give them our petition. We need to give them our petition. At the end of verse 8, Manoah asks for something specific. And I think that we miss it if we don't ask for this. It doesn't matter how old your children are. They could be out of your house. They could be married. They, they could be middle-aged. But they are always your children. It's just that your role changes. And so here's the petition number three. Judges 13, 8 says, Then Manoah prayed to the Lord and said, Oh, my Lord, please let the man of God whom you sent to us come again and teach us what we shall do for the child who will be born. You see, I think that Manoah's anxiety was that his wife got this prophecy about this son who would come, about this son who would make a difference in Israel, about this son who would take a Nazarite vow, about this son who would come, and I don't know how long she has been barren, I don't know how long she has had children, but it doesn't matter. All of us who have had children know that they don't come with an instruction manual. And the clarion call of all, all, parent, all grandparents is, give me that baby, you don't know what you're doing. Am I right about it? Give me that baby, you don't know what you're doing. And then we get mad because they just telling the truth. <laughs> we don't know. But what, what Manoah does is humbles himself and says, please let the man of God come and teach us. Teach us how we ought to raise him. Teach us how we ought to deal with him. Teach us how we ought to, in every area of his life, we've never had a baby before. And as they go back to school, Lord, teach us to, to train them up that they might go in the way that they should go. Lord, Lord, help us to, to give them the support that they need. Help us to be a disciplinarian when we need to be a disciplinarian. And then help us to be a loving shepherd when we need to be a loving shepherd. Help us to be a coach. Help us to be a guide. Help us to lead them in the right way. Help us not to give our own wisdom, but your wisdom. Help us to do the things that would benefit this child. Because we don't know what to do. And some of you children need to know that your parents are just doing the best they can. They may make you mad. They may get on your last nerve. They may disappoint you. You may not want to do what they want you to do. But they always have your best intent at heart. Always. There's never a time when they don't. And men and women, this prayer could be a prayer that we need to pray to humble ourselves. And listen, this is a prayer that just supports the rest of, rest of Scripture. How about Psalm 25, verses 4 and 5? Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in truth. Teach me, for you are my, the God, my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. How about Psalm 143, verse 10, where it says, Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your good spirit lead me on level ground. Proverbs 4, 11, I will instruct you in the way of wisdom and lead you along the straight paths. The psalmist and the Proverbs writer knows, I don't have enough wisdom to raise this child. I don't have the wisdom to lead my own life. Teach me, instruct me, guide me. 
in the way that I should go. Men and women, I think that many times as in parenting, we're like that man who traveled to another country. And he didn't know the lay of the land, but he had rented a car. And he made a right turn on a one-way street, but he was going the wrong way. And people on the side of the road were hollering and screaming at him, You're going the wrong way! You're going the wrong way! And he hollered back at them, I know, I know, but how do I turn around? And many of us know in our parenting we may be going the wrong way. But we're trying to figure out how to turn around. I believe that Manoah said, the Lord can tell me. The Lord has the answer. The Lord will instruct me. The Lord will give me hope. The Lord will give me healing. The Lord will give me wholeness. The Lord will give me security. The Lord will give me satisfaction. He will show me the thing to do in my parenting. He'll give me the words to say. He'll direct me to the right resources. But Manoah had to humble himself and pray, Lord, teach me. Teach me what we shall do for the child who will be born. Listen, you give me your prayers for sure. You give them your presence or God's presence for sure. But you also give them this petition. I'm doing the best I can and I'm asking the Lord Jesus to, to guide me every step. If I make a mistake, it's not because I have not done my due diligence. And men and women, we need to know that. This story of Samson. Samson is born. Samson took that Nazarite vow and broke all of them. Samson was a son of promise. Samson was to deliver the children of Israel. Samson was to be a great warrior who would gain a great victory. Samson didn't measure up. But 2,000 years ago, there was a man whose mother was given a promise. The angel of the Lord came to her and said, you are going to be with child. There was a miraculous verse, birth. He was prophesied that he would deliver Israel and that he would deliver his people and that there would be a great victory and that he would be the one who would fulfill that Nazarite vow. He would be the one who would never touch anything unclean. He would be the one to fulfill everything. And in the story of Samson, we see that because of his sin, he was on the escalator going down. And when he got to the bottom, he came to his senses. And he was surrounded by the Philistines who made fun of him. And he said to a little boy, boy, direct me to the pillars of this great structure. And the little boy directed him to them. And with all of the might and strength that God had given him, he pushed those pillars and the entire structure came down on the Philistines, killing all the Philistines and himself. And what was said about Samson was that he killed more Philistines in his death than he did in his life. You see, he gained victory through death. But we know a man who gained the victory through his death on the cross. And he won a great victory more in his death than in his life. 
He gained the victory for us. Victory over sin. Victory over death. Victory over the grave. Victory over trouble. Victory over problems. Victory over issues. Victory over our hurts, habits, and hang-ups. He won the victory. This child of promise. And men and women, that same victory is ours today. Pray for it. Ask the Lord Jesus Christ to put a covering over your children because we've got the victory. Ask the Lord Jesus Christ to give you his presence so that although they may disagree, although they may get upset, although they may give you the mean mug, although they may look like they're not listening, they know that they're standing in the presence of God when you open your mouth because you are filled with God. And then give God your petition which will cover them. Lord, you're going to teach me. You're going to guide me, lead me, and give me everything that I need to raise this child. In Jesus' name, won't you say, Amen. Amen. There could be one who is either here or listening uh, through YouTube that has never made that commitment to Jesus Christ, that child of promise, that one who came to win the victory. I made that decision almost 40 years ago. To walk with Jesus. And the only regret that I have is that I wish I'd have done it sooner. Because he changed my life. He turned it around. And now I have Jesus in my heart. Doesn't make me perfect. But tell, let me tell you what it does do. Jesus Christ has given me eternal life. He's given me a new life. He's given me a purpose for living. And he'll give it to you. And in those areas where I fall short... I confess, Lord, I've fallen short of this and I need your help. And guess what? He comes to help me. And he says, I'm going to allow you to grow. I'm going to put you in my school and you're going to learn how to walk with me. You can do that. I'm going to pray and it'll serve as our benediction as well. So those who are here, if you go ahead and stand. Father God, if there is one under the sound of my voice that has never received you as Savior and Lord... They can simply pray, Lord Jesus, I need you. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. And thank you for giving me eternal life. I open the door of my life now and receive you as my Savior and my Lord. Father God, take my life and make me the kind of person you want me to be. Help me learn how to walk with you. Help me learn how to pray. Help me learn how to read your word. Help me learn how to uh, get along with other people. Help me to learn, Father, to be a child of God. Now to him who is able to present us from stumbling and present us before his glorious throne. To the one great and wise God, our heavenly Father. Be glory, dominion, and power henceforth, now, and forevermore. And all God's children said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Wait.